Of course, we're all welcome to the latest Villas and Devotion. It's a special one tonight because it's transfer deadline day. I feel like uh, Jim White and someone's going to produce a dildo from behind my ear and sort of chase <laughs> me chase me around uh, the outside of a ground with it. Um, here's hoping. Um, we're joined by Tim. Tommy Kaus is back after a hiatus. Liam Randall and Andy Morell, who knows a thing or two about a, a transfer deadline day. Take us through it, Andy. What 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 can actually happen? I know it's a bit different back when you were when you were because <laughs> we just didn't have yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was slightly different. We weren't we you know we couldn't have the uh, the pick of who we wanted to go and get you know top draw uh, players. But what we did have is we had a lot of good players in the building, and so it was more keeping them. Than, than than having them cherry picked away if you like so um that was the most important thing was making sure that the you know offers that were coming in or if they were it did make anybody it was just bluntly refused because it was key that we kept our good players and and we were able to do that in the January one especially the the summer one was a bit more difficult um but January's window is is probably harder than than the the, the uh, summer window anyway for for moving players around yeah. And what's like the 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 anatomy of like a deal? Basically, if, are you like in camped in the office on a day like this or are you just out and about and someone gives you a ring? I mean, if they, <laughs> if they, can't, if they can't contact you, does, do, do deals go ahead without you without you knowing? Is, is that is that a thing? No, normally, you've got an inkling a few days before if right. something is going to happen. You've, you've obviously got your targets that you want to try and bring in. And so you're already on the phone. Normally it is one transfer knocks a domino effect onto a, a couple of others, really. So you'll be you'll have your interest. You'll know that you'll be able to get them, but they'll be saying to you more than likely, everything's agreed, but we just need to get this guy in signed. And when, once that's done, we're, we're happy for it to move. And then normally it's like a, a three-way, two-way little movement, if you like, for these players. And so it's pretty much done before deadline day. It just all happens and falls into place on that day most likely yeah and, and just one thing before we sort of go into the the, the transfers we've made a lot's been said of like the faw and that, that sort of link how is it like another is it quite another difficult step to get get it registered with them does it does it take time i'm i'm thinking more likely the armstrong deal and how that broke down the last transfer deadline day yeah well, we had it with uh, andy bishop as well when i was when i was there it was getting international clearance and all that sort of thing it just took so much time that's why we didn't really have any any deadline day moves because it was all happening two days before with our club because we had to get this international clearance which took more time and a tms system i remember being talked about that that was just a bit car crash for us really to get to get the right information into it and out quickly and it was just like we were in a queue and waiting and it Oh, it was hard work, but um, yeah, the the I think being in the EFL now, I think that might have changed. Whether we right. are still with the Welsh FA, I think we might well have moved across to the English FA now, or under some sort of guidance. So it it certainly helped, but um, I, I, you'd have to speak to Geraint, I suppose, more about that. But um, it was definitely an issue uh, when we were when when I was in charge there. Yeah, as long as we had enough fax paper, I, I love the fact that the tr- it all seems to be done by a by an antiquated bit of uh, of a kit that no one's really had for twenty years. Uh, but... Yeah, 
it was all about signing it and then getting it back. And, you know, these days you just take a picture of the blooming thing and get it, you know, you can do it so much easier now. But it was fax, yeah, and you'd all huddled around waiting for this thing to come through so that you could sign it and just fax it back. Oh, my. Oh, technology. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad those days are over. Uh, right, let's talk about today's business. Tim, two in, two out. In a word, are you happy? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I was expecting maybe three, and we might still have three at the, at the Ooh, time. Oh, there's still it. lights on at the ground. Someone's just yeah, there saying is still, there yeah. is still lights on. Obviously, we're after this uh, huddling around the facts. Yeah, Lindsay from from Rotherham is is the name being bandied. They've obviously allowed a lad from Cardiff to go on loan there, so that domino effect they've just been speaking about might happen. But yeah, I think in terms of the players that come in, obviously Bolton brings the speed and dynamism which we sorely lacked in probably recent months, not just weeks. So I think that's going to be a, a bonus. And Maria, yeah, it's one of those. I think I think he'll he'll come and and push on. I think he's maybe treaded water a little bit at Fleetwood because his move to, to Oxford at the time didn't quite come off and maybe his heart hasn't been in it since then. I don't know, but he looks like a pain in the ass to play against. And that's kind of what you want. So, yeah, I'm happy nine times. I mean, we keep saying it, but Park and, and, and the recruitment side of it, he rarely misses. He gets most of it right. So you kind of have to trust in, in that. Um, and he's obviously got an idea where they're going to play and how, they, how they're going to play them. So happy with that. And in terms of the outgoings, um, Hosanna, a, a good player somewhere. It just didn't quite happen for us. It's one of those that just it just didn't work out for him here. It's, it's it happens, doesn't it? So good luck to him wherever he ends up. And happy for Jake Pickerstaff to go out and loan Accrington. Decent, decent loan that because there was an argument. People were saying, "Well, loan him out back to a National League club." Well, why? Yeah. You know, I I think he's a good player. He's probably he's probably the quickest amongst our strike force. He's probably the quickest oh. there. Um, oh, that's what we need, though, mate. Yeah. That's the fact, isn't it? And and yeah. I hope he goes to Atkinson, knocks plenty of goals in because it gives it gives Parky something to think about um, for sure. So whether there's a recall option, I don't know, but I think he'll do well. Right. Um, before this, I gave everyone some homework. Uh, Liam, your homework was to look at Luke Bolton. Luke Bolton, a Manchester lad, started at City. Born in Stockport, called Bolton, got from Salford. God, everything from from the Greater Manchester area was wrapped up in this lad. Uh, what do you know about him? What you want? You wanted me to look into Luke Bolton. Yeah. Oh, um, I've uh, I've been looking at Michael Bolton on Wikipedia. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Um, no, okay. Um, this is all my own research. I'm I'm not just reading from an article that's on the club website. So he's a 24 year old lad, very pacey. Uh, right wing back slash right winger. I'll come on to that in a yeah. bit with some of the sort of feedback from the Salford fans. But he came up through Man City's academy, playing with the likes of Phil Foden, Jane Sancho. Um, first stint in senior football at Wickham Wanderers. Um, he's also had tight. Oh, he was also played with Elliot Lee at Luton in 2019 20. Um, this is really the inspiring reading that I'm doing here. Uh, played up in Scotland with Dundee United. Oh, I'm never giving you homework again because you've absolutely, <laughs> you've absolutely <laughs> capped the task here. 
the, the good stuff. The good stuff is in. Give me the good stuff. The good stuff is in the feedback from right. the fans, basically. Let's go straight to that. So one said, we'll live to regret Bolton leaving. I don't get the comments that he was useless. Um, uh, what? Some comments <laughs> that he was useless? Well, basically, <laughs> there's there's a bit of a difference in in between eras in terms of their managers. So uh, the previous manager played... Well, this is where it gets interesting. The previous manager uh, played him at wing-back. Yeah. Um, apparently, his best spell has come for them... Um, under the new manager at right wing, which <laughs> I'll leave you to speculate where right. he'll be. Right, before we go on, right, how about this? Is he being brought? We know, we all knew, know that we need pace and we need pace up front to stretch teams, especially away from home. Is he being brought in with, and, and I, I don't even know how I can say this, is he being brought in that Parkey might change the formation? That what he did away at Wimbledon. More of a three-four-three with Bolton on on the right-hand side of a front three to to really test teams. Tommy, you're shaking your head there. Can you not see Phil Parkinson ever changing his starting formation? I'm so happy to see Andy shaking his head as well because it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, no, no chance. Um, he's he hasn't done it in 15 years, so he's, he's not going to start now, is he? Um, I. Uh, I personally think, and this is very harsh because I'm a big fan of him, but he's been a bit in and out, hasn't he, out with injury. I think he's a replacement for Barney uh, on the right. I think, um, you know, he, he, he looks he looks, he looks, looks like a Barnet-style player uh, from what I've seen. I can't pretend to, to be an expert on him uh, to, to the extent of Liam anyway. Can you not just but, read his uh, Wikipedia like Liam did? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. Yeah. He's got... He's got, he's got, he's got He's got incredible eyebrows. That's one thing I picked up yeah. on. Unbelievably well, manicured. When I first saw a picture of him in our in our, I thought someone had stuck his head over someone else. Like the way he was <laughs> yeah. like contorting his body. I thought, is he wearing a Luke Bolton mask? I I usually uh, the bits I like on Wikipedia are like the personal life section, and it usually says like his sister Sandra works in the Greggs in Channock Richard Services or something like that. So I usually <laughs> enjoy that bit, but. <laughs> Um, I think um, I do think though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, he's not going to change his, his formation. He he may be looking with a view to perhaps you know in games where we shake it up a little bit if we're chasing the game, especially away from home. But no, no. I think um, I think he probably feels that. And I look at the side. If he plays James McLean on the left, which he pretty much does every time he's available. You need someone on the right who who is going to absolutely get up and down and give you plenty of pace because James McLean doesn't really give you a, a massive attacking threat from left wing back. So you need someone on the opposite side. When Fordy plays the same time as James McLean, where yeah. I, I think we're very 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 easy to, to play against sometimes. So so yeah, that, I think he's just someone who gives you that little bit of oomph. So that if Barney's not there, he's there. Uh, because I don't think we can have two players. I don't think we can play the likes of Ford and McLean together. So that's what I'm thinking. Right. If I can come to you, Andy, have you ever heard of Luke Bolton? Uh, did you know Is he a player on your radar at all? Uh, and if not, do you know anything about Jack Marriott? <laughs> uh, no, is your answer to that. So Right, no, okay, succinct. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing my research just before, so I've read his. Uh, he's twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
Um, he had such hits I, as "If You Leave Me Like Now." <laughs> so I I've gone with pure pace. You know, is we've all spoken about this in the past about how we haven't got any pace in the team, and I think him potentially away from home in that he changes from defence to attack really quickly. And hence, that is why they've brought him in, is because I think they're seeing a, a weakness in in Wrexham away from home or a problem where we can't, we can't when we're sat in our shape, yeah. we can't break and, and hurt teams. They get back into their shape too quickly and we can't, we haven't got that pace. So I think that's why he's, he's brought them in. I, I love Barney and I like Ford as well. Um, so it's just another body, isn't it, as well in there. I don't know if he could play other positions as well. Who knows? Um, and you might chuck him on further up the pitch to, to do that, to stretch the game maybe away yeah. from home. I don't know. He did um, that at Newport with Barney, actually. He, he, he that's right. Barney up to try and sort of open them up a little bit. I, I sort of fought against Newport. Newport knew we didn't have any pace and so stepped up maybe 10 yards and just squeezed us. And it, we just couldn't get out of the press, could we? Even in, even before we we went down to ten men, so I do think maybe he's he is sort of thinking it's nice to bring someone with genuine pace into the club. That's right, I, I, and I, I think that's the whole reason why he they, they've been brought in, and, and he's a good player. Listen, you know he, he's played a lot of games as well, so and a good age at twenty four, you know he's still got a lot to learn. So, um, I, and and Jack Marriott, I, I think has. Um, He's had a bit of an up and down, hasn't he? Sort of career. He's scored goals at Peterborough, had a big season at Peterborough, got a move to Derby, done all right at Derby, um, and then sort of dropped off a little bit and, and hasn't really gone to Fleetwood and, and ripped it up. And I, I think he'll be relishing the opportunity to come into to somewhere like Wrexham and and get amongst it, get amongst the the four or five strikers we've already got, and and, and start to score cause carnage and, and score some goals. I think he's possibly will be able to give Mullin a little bit of a rest at times because yeah. I think I he's mean, more he reliable. Yeah. When you're looking at your bench and you're looking at a Dolby and a Bickerstaff, you know, I think you're not really certain that they're going to go on and, and nick a goal. Whereas if you turn around and see a Marriott and a Fletcher and a Palmer, you've you you know you've got you've got options, haven't you there? So I think I'm sure that he's been brought in. He has he's really sharp in and around the box, really, really good around the box. So um, I'm sure he'll help and score some goals for us and um, he'll be looking to get going straight away. And See, do, you reckon, do you reckon both of those will start on Saturday? Do you reckon there'll be some sort of gentleman's agreement that prevents Bolton from playing against them? I can't see any reason why they would, why they would have that because he's our player now. Yeah, I I don't think he'll play. I don't. I think it's just something that teams do, don't they? They can't be seen to be getting rid of this player and then having come and score two against them on debut and stuff. So it's just it's just like that is a gentleman's agreement. Whether Marriott or I think they'll both maybe if there isn't that they'll they'll both go on the bench. I think he'll he normally drips drip them in, doesn't he, bit by bit. So, um, but they're great options to go to if if needed. Liam, do you got a bit more on, on, on our friend Michael Bolton? Yes, I have indeed. I think I might redeem myself here. So, Well, uh, the thing is, Andy Morell's just knocked you into a cocked hat there because he's just come in and, and aced a, a little PowerPoint presentation on both of them and he didn't even read from fucking Wikipedia. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I, think, I think Andy dicking me on uh, knowledge was probably a given, really. So. <laughs> well, I love the fault given. the place. <laughs> so yeah this is from a Salford fan and I think it probably gives 
better the context of where Bolton's played well um, and where he hasn't. So it says, somewhat frustrated that Luke Bolton has left us at this stage of the season, particularly with the arrival of Carl Robinson, which has seen him return from injury, a much happier and rejuvenated player. Um, said before his absence, he frustrated the life out of me with his inability to beat an opposing defender and being able to unable to put in any sort of decent crosses. He clearly got the speed. Um, but it said his frustration was being played out of position by Neil Wood without a position, basically being right wing right. back. Um, he said he seemed to have disappeared until uh, Robinson's arrival, who put him where he should be, out on the wing, and the change of attitude and commitment has been clear to see. So that leaves us with an interesting conundrum, I think. But, you know. Um, right. Is Liam redeemed? <laughs> Yeah, I, that that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I was happy with that. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> uh, right. I've got one about Marriott before we before we get into more general questions. So I asked uh, a uh, Derby fan who works with me about about Jack Marriott. He says he gave every Derby fan below a certain age the best memory we have of following our club when he scored the winner away at Leeds in the playoff semi final. I think that was Championship, was wasn't it? So yeah. it's, you know, it's scoring goals. Scoring goals at a good level, that. After that, especially after Rumi came in, there was a lot of talk about his fitness not being up to scratch, which is why I think his career tailed off relatively young. He's a proper player off the shoulder, running behind people. That's the sort of striker he is. Certainly knows where the back of the net is. I think he really needs a system to work for his strengths for him to perform, though. But I'd be very surprised if he doesn't bag a few in League Two. That said, he did look a bit out of sorts when we played Fleetwood earlier this season. Um <clears throat> then the question I ask is, is he quick, right? That's what I wanted to know. Is he quick? Um, he says he was at first at Derby, but didn't look nippy when I saw him earlier on. Right. I asked the same thing to my Sheffield United, uh, sorry, Wednesday following mate. He said he was wank for us, uh, but I wouldn't judge him on that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> He's been a good player for Derby and Peterborough. Uh, was playing in a bad side behind closed doors for us only half a season. But no, alas, he is not quick. Um, well, well, there you go. What do you think, Tim? He's a pest, isn't he? I'm still laughing at the fact that you stumbled your, you broke down your sentence into Klarna installments. Then, where you went, and he plays off a shoulder and runs behind well, people. I, can I just <laughs> say that? I hope he runs behind okay. people. My mate Ethan wrote this, and Ethan is one of my reporters. And I was just reading this back, thinking, "Fuck me, Ethan! Do you write this sort of stuff for?" For us, because it was uh, badly shot. Well, uh, look, look he's, 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 he looks like a pest. He looks probably like a he looks like a quicker, mobile, agile version of Palmer. In that, he looks like a shit bag to play against. But you know, I, I think I think he'll do all right. I, I, I agree with what Andy said. I think he'll. He's probably aware of the perception that he, he hasn't really pulled up trees for Fleetwood. So. I'm going to show everybody that I can still do it and I, I can still do it in, in the prime of my playing career, which he now is really, you know, he's now at, at that, that age, he's 29. So yeah. it's now or oh, never really. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah you know, I, I think he'll, um, I think he'll really relish playing in a two up top because people like him, who's not massive, huge, you know, he likes to play with somebody and have a relationship with somebody and maybe, whether that's with Mullin or one of the other ones, you know, playing off of Palmer or whatever, I think that might be in his thoughts that that takes a bit of pressure off me being maybe a lone striker where he's been a, a before. And 
he is really clever and, and really he's got a really good footballing brain. So um, I think he, he, he it's not a bad little signing, really. Andy, can I just ask you about the mindset of a striker coming into a new club? Now, I sort of point to the example of Gary Bennett, where everyone sort of thought, well, what we signed him for, he hasn't really pulled up many trees goals-wise at Chester. But he just came in and started well, and the confidence grew from that. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? You can just come into, yeah, come into a club, start off on the right foot, and things just happen for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've signed for four clubs and I think I scored on debut in three of them. And it just helps so much. Confidence settled in. Or everybody in the changing room is looking at you going, oh, he's all right. He must be OK if he scored. Do you know what I mean? So if he can come in and, and get an early one, especially, then I think everybody will be really, well, we all will, will be delighted and stuff. And hopefully he can, he can add a lot more goals to this team. When, because you know, I think Mullins been last couple of games. He's been feeding off scraps, hasn't he? There's been nothing really for him being created. Yeah. So he's he's trying to create stuff himself, and he's trying even harder. And I think if you know, just bringing in a couple of bodies really freshens up everybody's mindset. And like, right, we're going to go and 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 go for this title. Andy, um, isn't it isn't it nice just to take a player from Fleetwood? Given the history, <laughs> isn't it I've nice? Val's already tweeted about it. I think so, it's uh, just—it's nice, though, isn't it? You—you th- you think back to the whole thing of that—that that season right. and and fouls and all that. And you're thinking, bastards. It's kind of like—it's <laughs> a little—it's it's a little full circle moment. I think it's quite nice. It definitely is a full circle moment because I can see Wrexham going one way, and Fleetwood have just died, sort of hitting that. Um, that cusp, if you like, and uh, are finding things a little bit more difficult than they did do previously. You know, it's sad, isn't it? Oh, you know, Fleetwood not doing very well. Forest Green might go out out the out the league. Crawley aren't really pulling up trees. Oh, <laughs> Salford, they could they could even go down. Don't speak uh, too soon on Salford. Fucking hell. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, can I ask you a bit about Bryce Hosanna, a player we've seen quite a bit of. Uh, I just thought he had all the all the ingredients to be really good. I mean, he's pacey. He's come. He's got a good schooling in the game. He could play in a number of positions. What what was it? Just injuries? Yeah, hundred percent for me, mate. Um, injuries. I, I, I think. Um, I think it went to show as well. Uh, speaking with someone earlier on about this, and every time he came back from an injury, Parky tried to get him in the side. So Parky really rated him. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's 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 a young lad, but injury-wise, that that's what's done for him. I really rated him, but I, I'm I'm a sucker for a, for a pacey wing back slash full back. I, Does it I remind you of a young Tommy Cows? Well, very very much so. Do, do you know what? Never mind a young one. I played on Sunday at 37. I was up and down like Cafu, mate. But uh, <laughs> but don't worry about that. I think uh, Reese Hall Johnson, another one I, I was a big fan of. So you know, he's very much in that mold. But I think he was a bit better than Reese Hall Johnson, in fairness. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a shame. But I think this is the right um, the right thing for him, uh, you know, to go somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure, mate. I, I think someone will pick him up because, you know, I don't imagine he was one of the big earners. I think he'll probably, uh, you know, get get a national league side at the very least. And um, yeah, uh, you know, I wish him all the best because he's done a good job for us as well. When he did play, he did a really mm-hmm. good job. So sorry I mean, to see him go, but best for everyone. And he'll go down in history as the first player Robin Ryan saw get sent off in the flesh. Yeah, I was about to say, who's going to get who's going to get sent off next time Mullin elbows someone? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
to be honest, to be honest, my abiding memory of uh, Bryce's Anna isn't in a Wrexham shirt. It's when he was playing for Leeds youth team and he got absolutely battered by a meathead playing for Rill in a youth game. So, um, so yeah, have a look on wow. YouTube on that one. That's worth watching. Take <laughs> that one out. Uh, right. Any more? Any more on the transfers? Uh, should we move on to Blackburn? Liam's got news. Beep 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 beep. Another record. Oh, news. No, not nothing sort of official, but basically. Do I need to play the music? No, 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 no. Put the music away. But it's just basically as more things are going on, the the latest the latest um, suggestion is that Lindsay will not be signing due to the the asking price uh, on Rotherham's side. It's not definite. We've still got a couple of hours to go, but they're at a bit of an impasse, and it doesn't sound like we want to pay what they're they're asking. We've got enough in midfield, haven't we? Yeah, we're not we're, des- we're not desperate there, are we? I don't yeah. think. Um, you know, there's been talk about will Luke Young go or will he stay? I'll, I'd be more than happy if he, you know, if he stays. I mean, Lindsay would be levels above, but do we absolutely need it? I would suggest not. I I, um, I sometimes wonder whether we uh, whether we go for a, a target that is perhaps a, a little bit unrealistic. Just to show people, listen, we're not having our pants pulled down. We're not paying silly money for anyone. You know, I think sometimes mm. there's a bit of kidology in the transfer window as well. So, well, why don't we go I, for Ronaldo then? What's that, sorry? Why don't we go for Ronaldo then? Well, within reason. <laughs> they are, no, he priced, priced it up. <laughs> which, which Ronaldo? Uh, R9? Is that what you're uh, No, Tony Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, uh, also. Um, I'm just pleased for Bickerstaff as well. To be fair, I think yeah. he's. Um, I think he came into the team at a really difficult time early in the season, and and played a few blinders, like scored a few goals, and was was pretty much taking over from from Mullin, wasn't he, when he was injured? Um, I think the the two year deal for him is a definite cert to get him out on loan, which they have done, and uh, and that's a brilliant loan for me. League two, good team. He'll play loads more minutes, and it was his development all will go straight up through the roof. So. He either comes back and it's not worked out, he's not played much minutes, which he's not, not lost anything because that's what he's doing at the moment. Or he comes back and he's scored seven, eight goals in the last half of the season and he comes back itching to get going again next season. So I think that's a great move for everyone. There's a round, a, round, a round robin question for you, Andy, just on that subject. Who's going to score more goals out on loan for the rest of the season? Bickerstaff or Billy Waters? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would have thought... Billy Waters has just got a bit more experience about it, so I would go with him. But he's playing in a poor team, isn't he, at the moment? So um, I think he'll just play more minutes than Bickerstaff. So I would have said Waters. One for Waters, Liam. Um, oh, yeah, same reasoning as Andy. I'm going to say Waters, but I really do actually hope that Bickerstaff does get the minutes because. You know, people were talking about him going to national league level and things like that. But I think playing at League Two, he came into the team and getting a goal in you know your first game in League Two is a pretty pretty big deal. And it was a decent goal as well. So I think there is potential there. But I'll just say Waters for safety's sake. Two for Billy Kaus. Completely understand the two guys' rationale there, but I'm going to go for Bickerstaff. I think he's a much better oh. footballer, and um, I, I fancy him as soon as he gets in that side. I think he's shown it with us. He scores. He scores goals, and um, you know, he, once he gets in that side, gets a couple of goals, it'll be a permanent fixture. So I'll go Bickers. 
Bickers, I'm Bickers as well, so that's two each. Andy, you've got the deciding vote in it. Anybody else wants to comment on this video? Let us know what you think as well. Andy, what are you going with? Um, I think if Bickerstaff plays and gets a goal early doors, I think it's going to be him. I think oh, I think Accrington are quite an, you know can be quite an attacking team and can place to his strengths. Um, and I think there's a real good player there. I think he's, I th- you know, hasn't, hasn't Parky said he's the best finisher at the club? Um, you know, if the, go out and show it, show us, yeah. Jake, go, go do it, mate, go do it. Um, Andy, we're going to talk about Blackburn, but you're welcome to stay on uh, if you'd like to, or if you want to go and get your tea. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll stick, I'll stick around the Blackbird chat. Let's have a listen. Uh, okay, right. Blackburn chat didn't start very well. It didn't start or end very well, actually. Uh, there was there was a good eight minutes in between it, but I got there about oh, it must have been about forty minutes beforehand, and I was in the queue for fifty minutes, and the the stewarding was mm, lackluster to say the least. Uh, Tim, what was your experience? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it took, it took me three hours to get there. It took me an hour and five minutes to get back on the same bus. So, um, yeah, I, it was it was it was bad. I mean, yeah, it was rainy, and you have to the M6 to contend with. Could it have been pushed back? Should it have been pushed back? The question should have been asked. I, I believe it wasn't asked. Um, EV was never going to get pushed back, mate. Yeah, it was, it was it was carnage outside, and you know what? Um, for all of Wrexham's um, supposed fans' faults and, and, and being quite an impatient bunch, Christ, where are we patient outside? Right? Fan bases can be irate, especially when it's pissing down on a cold Monday night in Blackburn. That could have gone wrong very quickly, right? It could have. But everybody was like, I just want to get in there now. So we'll play the game. And I think the, the, the stewards were told by the police, I believe, stop searching everybody now because we need to get people in because it's becoming a bit of a public health hazard outside you know but then the knock-on effect for that was it was carnage inside it was like let's just grab the nearest seat that you could you know because everybody was just filling in and getting on with it because you missed the build-up to it you missed all that hype and the excitement it's just in and the match started so it's not it wasn't anywhere near as enjoyable i'm just glad i got in there for the goal which a lot of people miss so quite lucky in that respect but let me give you a little story just to give you more of an insight as the sort of the shit show surrounding the whole uh, crowd safety aspect and a few of the bits. So my mate Rob was in a, uh, a sponsor's box as a Wrexham fan for that game. He's, he's told me not to say which sponsor it is just in case for any recriminations. So his, his message is, um, we started off in the box, all very nice and civilised, ordered some drinks, about to receive a four-course meal. Blackburn staff come in. We understand you're supporting Wrexham tonight. Yes, I said. We need to move you for your own safety, they said. Um, so Rob said, we won't be any bothered, but okay, where are we going? And then they said to him, to a suite near the Wrexham fans, you can still have your meal. Oh, and instead of Alan Shearer doing a Q&A, you've got David Dunn. So that was an instant sort of you know, downgrade. He said, the lamb shank was nice, Andy, you'll be pleased to know. Hang on, <laughs> Alan Shearer was at that game. Alan Shearer was at that game, apparently. Um, yeah, I didn't, oh. didn't mention it, but there we are. Um so he was proceeded, they were told that they were being moved again to a section in the way in because Rish Sunak said today we'll be fined half a million if there's trouble. Don't worry, we'll escort you. I don't even that doesn't make any sense to that. They didn't escort them. They were they were moved to, to the outside, queue for 20 minutes in the wrong turn style. 
So this, Rob said, fuck this, let's try and get back into hospitality. They were let back in. They were allowed to stay if they behaved. They sat down, Wrexham scored, a few civilised cheers, but no limbs. And then they came back in and said, you have to leave and we're putting you in the away end. A load of set of tickets are issued. They get into the away end. The Wrexham fan next to us has a suspected heart attack and come paramedics called over. What a night. So, yeah. So thoughts with the, the suspected heart attack, fella, first and foremost. But, yeah, it seems that on the whole, um, the, the general uh, uh, hospitality of Blackburn wasn't very good from the outside from to the inside. So there we are. Let's let's get on to the game. Um I thought we started well, Tommy. I thought um I thought we took it to them. We were breaking the lines. I thought a great goal from Cannon. And then this the double save. If we'd have gone two nil up there, I, I think we really would have put doubts in their mind, really, wouldn't we? Different game altogether, isn't it? You go two nil up all of a sudden, you know, both sides have a different mentality. One you know, that, that one nil never changes a team's mentality that early. 2-0, all of a sudden, like I say, just reiterating, it's, it's a different game. Yeah, it's what what if, you know, what could have been. But, um, you know, we we just showed, I just thought, you know, up until halftime, there wasn't much difference between the two sides. We were really unlucky to go in 3-1 down. Um, just moments of uh, of naivety from us, especially a Conquo, who's been outstanding all season. I'm pleased about stay- that. I'm pleased about that. Well yeah, done. Yeah. Agent yeah. Arthur gets his price down live on yeah. the telly. Everyone in yeah. the championship says, oh, no, he's too much of a gamble. He ends up signing for us. Absolutely brilliant. Love that. Well done, Arthur. Yeah, proper. Top red. Top red, Arthur. But um, but no, he, uh, yeah, I, I just thought, I know Owen O'Connell had a really poor game as well. I'm a big he did, fan of his really yeah. poor game. We looked, we looked a little bit shambolic at times, just in all over the field. Well, not all over the field, at the back mainly. I think maybe, maybe, you know, big game, bright lights and all that. Maybe it just got to us a bit. But um, just wanted to say on that, though, when, you know, first time we've lost consecutive games in 90, 90 games, apparently, uh, which is an unbelievable start, isn't it? So, um, you so know, it just makes... yeah, Parky out. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it just means Saturday's game's a massive, massive game now, isn't it? So, um, but yeah, just, just to reiterate, mate, um, I don't think we were awful. But we didn't really showcase ourselves in the best light. Um, so, yeah, a little bit disappointed overall. Yeah, I mean, I thought Blackburn were really good. They just had those little sort of little passing moves that we couldn't really deal with. I mean, if you think it was chalk and cheese, what happened with Coventry? Coventry yeah. let them let us into the game, basically. That sort of up and at them attitude seemed to unsettle them. But, you know, Blackburn just kept it kept doing what they were doing and eventually sort of played around us. Andy, were you there? What, what did you think? Yeah, I did the radio and um, I thought that they, they they hung in there first few minutes, first eight minutes or so. And then and then we got the goal, that saved pivotal, pivotal moment in the game by their keeper. And I just thought, I was speaking to their, the, the radio guys for Lanks and it's the first time they've had Dolan, Gallagher and Smodic back in the team together. And they're the three real big hitters. And I thought they were brilliant on the night, those three. Uh, Dolan down the left, the right-hand side. And that's where all our problems occurred with O'Connell, the side yeah. of O'Connell. You know, I thought we kept getting in down that side. And, I, and in Smodic, I thought, wow, what a player he is, by the way. I've never heard of um, him. They've sold a player today for, for yeah. 18, yeah, 
for 18 million they sold Wharton to Palace today. And I'm like, how's somebody not picked up this guy? He scored 20 already this season. So um, I, I just thought that they, we were outclassed um, once that the third goal was the killer blow just before half time. I think if you get in at 2 1, you've got um, you've got half a chance of rallying a little bit, but that just sort of just popped our balloon, if you like. Um, but they, they, they hung in there. They had a bit of a go. Once the fourth goes in, it's, it's game over. Um, but I just I thought Blackburn were really good. And it just shows where we are now as a club is that I think last year when we went to Cov, it was like more in hope that we were going to get something, but we could, the possibility. But yeah. we'll go to Blackburn in a year's time going, well, we could do these. It's as simple as that. Do you know what I mean? And there was it was a 50-50 game in a lot of people's eyes. And, and that's, that's a testament to, what, to where Wrexham are at the moment. Liam, it was your one uh, away trip of the season. Did you throw your toys out of the pram because it didn't go your way? No, I had a great day. Um, yeah. yeah, got there quite early, about ten to two. Sauntered into Weatherspoons for ten to two. You had five five hours in Blackburn. No, in 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 Darwin. We went the other side. We went to Darwin, yeah. the other side of Ewood Park. Uh, sauntered into Weatherspoons. That that was a nice experience. Free cheese board in the next place we went. A nice little uh, craft beer place. Yep, free cheese like board. Free cheese board. Yep, and imagine all, all the cheeses you could think of: uh, Baby Bell's, Dairy Lee, you name it. It was there. You're, you're, wearing, you're, you're wearing a cheese connoisseur's cardigan right now. If you've ever seen one. <laughs> there, there was a dartboard in the back. There were acoustic guitars. We had a a jolly old time. And uh, I said to my mate before the match, though, as we we got in there, I said. As long as we get a goal and we get one of those sort of limbs moments, I don't really care too much what happens. Say it's a bit of, I know expectations are high, but you, you put it in context and, you know, you could see why Blackburn are a championship side. They might be, you know, sort of lower half, but the, the yes. levels are still still very different. Um, I know we, we made a few mistakes. There was some dodgy passes at time. I thought Toza uh, misplaced the ball a couple of times, but I just think championship teams don't give you that time to be able to play your own game. We just didn't really have the opportunity. Things might have been different if that second goal had gone in. Um, but at the same time, with some of the players they've got attacking-wise, um, I just don't think they really gave us a chance. So it, I, had a, I had a decent day, despite what was ultimately a disappointing result. Um, I thought Wrexham fans were in good voice, particularly the first half. It was really great noise to hear. Um, so, yeah. I may be a bit ambitious, but I enjoyed myself despite it. Well, you got your goal and you got Gaz. <laughs> I was just going to ask uh, Andy if, um, you know, how was the cheese board in the BBC sort of uh, before the match, mate? Was that any good? The steak pie was half decent. I have to say it was, that was all right. Yeah, nice and warm on. That stuff I got there. I, but I turned in late. I, was, I got there at six. I'm normally earlier than that, but traffic. Um, and there were queues outside then of, wreck some lads trying to get in and stuff so uh i can't imagine what it was like standing out there for ages trying to get in i think it's a bit of a disaster i think you know what tim's right we did keep our heads there was a few moans and a few people had to go go at the stewards and the cops but largely we kept our head in in the queue for for, for turnstile r so you know well done to everyone really yeah yeah right definitely should we look to head towards Salford? Any other news before we do our, our predictions? I think Rob McElhenney tweeted, I don't know if Liam mentioned, that he's he's quite keen for Bickerstaff to come back as soon as possible. Go and score some goals and come back ASCP. Something like that that he tweeted. 
I think Liam mentioned it before. Um, so that's about the only other thing I can remember. I don't think it looks like we're going to be getting anybody else in tonight. What we, we're looking at, we're coming up to quarter to ten now. So what we've got an hour and forty-five left. I think. Can we still do loans? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Well, let's not rule that out. And if we do, if we do want that midfielder from from Rotherham, we haven't managed to get it done. We could loan him with a with a view to buy at the end of the season. Um, I think so. Yeah, the fact machine's working. Have you not been doing your homework, Andy? Yeah, oh, all right. <laughs> Offering another point of view, Liam, without completely researching it. Uh, it's all about views, right? Let's look at Salford then. First off, who's going? I am first time ever at Salford. Yeah, uh, Liam, obviously, no, not you, Andy. You not be there? No, no, I'm not there. I'm playing. I'm playing in the, with my eldest lad. I've, I've put the boots back on. Oh, it's wow. 50, you. Not 35, 50, so uh, 49 anyway. So, uh, yeah, played my first game last week. <laughs> and I'm still stiff. <laughs> um, right. Uh, okay. Tim, you're going. What do you think? Uh, Salford have picked up. I don't think they've lost since the turn of the year. So, all right, granted, just a month. But... You know they they've definitely had an upturn in their in their results and they've kept it a lot tighter than recent months. So I'm expecting it to be quite tight. I think there's an that added spice that we've nicked one of their players, whether he starts or not. Uh, so I a draw wouldn't be a massive disaster. I think we've after after two two very Newport annoyed me just because of the way it was. It just just didn't get going in the slightest. So I think we need to get back to basics and just play with a little bit of freedom away from home. Just 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 allow just take the handbrake off a little bit. We've got to because we've got so many away games this month. It's a big month, you know. So a draw wouldn't be a bad thing, and I'm kind of inclined to think that that's where it might be. So I think I'm going to go for two all. Yeah, um, I actually agree with you. I think a draw is not a bad result in the in the scheme of things. Um, I do think that bringing two players in will brighten up the rest of the squad. It will just it will just give everyone like a, keep them on their toes a little bit. Sort of you know how good is this is is Marriott? Is he better than me? I better I better step up my game. Um, so yeah, but I still think it will be a one all draw. Um, Tommy, what do you think? I just hope that we uh, impose our game on, on them. I think away from home, I've been so frustrated at the fact that you look at the quality all across the park that we've got, and yet we're going to places and, and playing, you know, dropping deep. Our, our wing-backs are, are staying at home. And, you know, sometimes I just want to see us impose our game on them. I know home and away, we, we like to keep it tight in the opening half an hour. I completely get that. You know, get to half an hour at nil-nil, and then, you know, hopefully it's our game. But... Yeah, after that initial half an hour, I just want us to to be a little bit braver, push the full push the wing backs a little bit higher, and you know make them worry about us rather than the other way round. Um, I'm going to say we're going to win the game. I think um, you know I, I don't see us I don't see us losing again, even though we've been poor away from home. Uh, I think we're going to win two one. I think we we'll go two nil up, and then they'll pull one back later on. Uh, Liam, I was going to say one all, but I hate agreeing with you, so I'll go one nil, Wrexham. Uh, okay, fair enough. Thank you. I'm, gl I'm glad I'd do that to you. Uh, Andy, can we have the score prediction on two matches? Uh, one, Salford, Wrexham, and secondly, the one you're going to play? 
Okay, so uh, <laughs> Salford Wrexham will be. Um, it's a game that you don't lose. Uh, I think it's because of the two losses that we've had just before. It's not happened for a long time, as as Tommy said. So um, don't lose it. Um, I would take a draw now, like you say, just to get us back in some sort of movement. But hopefully, the two new signings will give us that bit of a bit of a boost. Um, Matt Smith tricky character to, to defend, especially Scotty's in, in back in the goals as well for them. So they'll probably put a lot of crosses in. So we've got to deal with that that aerial threat from from them. Uh but I'll go I'll go a draw. I'll go one one. Uh, it's a bit boring, I know. Uh my game at home to Alex Town is um is going to be eighth versus third and uh we won on the weekend and this will be a tough game because we've got some good players but we'll nip it three one. Great. No problem. Get the Malaysian betting syndicates on that one. (laughs) That's right. Right. I think that's it. Uh, We'll get back to normal in the next couple of weeks. It's been a bit here, there, and everywhere with with the FA Cup game and and the transfer window, but we'll we'll get more regular. We probably won't be one this weekend because Tim, you're not available, and I'm I've got tickets to Arsenal Liverpool, so uh, I'm going to be loading it up in at the Premier League. Will there be a cheese board though? There might be. When I went last time, there were heated seats and they were so nice that Amber fell asleep for the whole second half. <laughs> so she's not coming again. She's not allowed. I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be returning with Book of Conquo next one because I've, I've, I've got to do Lionel Richie all night wrong, which was voted for. But I will return with a double whammy just to piss you off, Andy. No, so you don't I'll have to. Do. No, you, no you I do have to. Have to. <laughs> It's all about the consumer. It's about the consumer and they vote with their feet. So it's it's democracy. Yeah, they will vote with their feet if you fucking sing twice. No, Um, the the people have spoken. So I will be returning with that as a double. All right. On that bombshell, let's end it today. (laughs) Thanks very much, Andy Morell, our special guest and and the lads. Good to see you again, Tommy. Goodbye from me. Take it easy. Thank you very much. Up the town. Thank you. The Cheesy Reds.